You are listening to Give Me the Bible with Len. Today's topic is lifestyle. Hello, my radio friends. It's great to be with you again and share some more thoughts with you from God's Word. Thank you for joining me today for another program in this series, Give Me the Bible. You know, this book, the Bible, which we believe came from God, gives us an understanding of who we are, where we came from, and where we're going. Besides, a host of other things that are for our own benefit. The Bible puts things in perspective and people who accept it seriously are generally happier, healthier and are better members of society than their non-believing counterparts. They understand that God loves them and I want you to understand that God loves you too. In these programs you have heard my voice and heard my thoughts, but I haven't told you much about myself. That has been done deliberately because this program is not about the presenter. It is my purpose that you learn about the way of salvation, about the good God who loves you, and about the wisdom of the Bible. But today I want to share with you a short personal story. When I was about 15 years old, I heard a lecture about lifestyle and how what we put into our bodies will determine our state of mind and our health. I decided that I would try to avoid things that I knew were harmful. Things like nicotine, alcohol, drugs and intemperance in all its forms and other bad practices. Now, although I recognise that I've made many mistakes both morally and physically over the intervening years, the decisions I made as a teenager have paid off no one could classify me as a young man anymore, but I find myself in good health and have a stable and happy life. Today, I want to give you the benefit of my experience and share what the Bible says of how you too can have a good life. We don't hear the expression wowzer much these days, a wowser refers to someone who doesn't drink alcoholic drinks, 
but is applied in a wider sense to mean anyone who is controlled by don'ts. Don't do this and don't do that. These people are accused of not doing this and not doing that and they definitely don't have any fun. Some people think that Christians, not just wowsers, don't have any fun. I want to tell you that life as a Christian is fun. It is exciting and it's good. The Bible is packed with information as how you too can have a happy, fulfilled and meaningful life and how to enjoy it. For a moment, let us just consider what sort of fun people who ignore common sense and Christian values have. You will note the irony. Of course it's fun when cancer catches up with smokers and where they are reduced to pale, weak, useless wrecks, having to rely on life support systems just to stay alive. That has to be fun. And of course it's fun to drink alcohol and get drunk and then to experience a shocking hangover afterwards. And it must be really good fun for other people to have to suffer because of someone's excess drinking habit. Of course it's hilarious fun when a drunk driver is responsible for killing someone in your family. And it's fun for the victim's family to experience all the grief and anger that follows. That has to be great fun. And it's got to be heaps of fun to eat plenty of tasty, high cholesterol foods and then to have heart problems later on. It's got to be fun not to be able to have any high energy exercise, not to be able to walk far, not to enjoy active participation in sports, and so on. It's fun to be seriously overweight, to feel like a blimp. It's fun not to control your eating and, of course, it's great fun to look at yourself in the mirror and feel disgusted at what you see. Supposedly, it's fun to take drugs and experience a few highs and then later to be controlled by those mind-altering substances. <laughs> That has to be a lot of fun, eh? And of course it's fun for the families who have to live with a drug addict in the home and have to deal with the anxiety and the uncontrolled behaviour a drug addict inflicts on others. And of course it's fun for those people whose partner has been unfaithful to them. The rejection and anguish must be a lot of fun to deal with. And of course, it's big time fun when your life is confused, where you are not certain of any real meaning or values. And it has to be lots of fun when you've been dishonest and are always wondering whether you'll be found out or caught. What fun that has to be. 
Christianity is different, and it's good. In the Gospel of John, chapter 8, and verses 31, 32, and 36, we read these words of Jesus. He said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, or my followers. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So if the Son sets you free, then you are free indeed. Some people seem to think that to live their life without restraint is freedom. Life without restraint is sin. Sin is the opposite of freedom. Sin makes the sinner a prisoner. But Jesus turns that idea of freedom being living without restraints on its head. Jesus explains that real freedom is living in harmony with God and the principles of the Bible, that is, God's Word. This may be, to some, somewhat strange. The Bible says that in order to be free, there must be guidelines and certain boundaries. Now this is borne out in a study that was done with children. The study revealed that the happiest children were, tho were those who understood that there are behaviour boundaries. They know how far they can go and what is acceptable and what is unacceptable behaviour. The least happy children were those who never had the boundaries laid out for them and never realised what was unacceptable or acceptable. Often these children got into trouble and became delinquents as they became older. So it seems what applies to children also applies to adults. Real, genuine freedom can be had by operating within boundaries. But the Bible goes even further than that. 1 Corinthians 10.31 outlines another principle of living. It says, So whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. That means that what we do is to honour God and bring him glory. Yeah, how does this work, you may ask? The answer is to be understood this way. Since God was the creator of mankind and he designed human beings, he knows what is best for us, physically, socially, spiritually and emotionally. If we follow the guidelines he has given us, we will be better off. And of course our behaviour shows that he, God, knows what he's talking about. Some very good advice for living is found in the book of Philippians. Chapter 4 and verse 8. It says... 
Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. The Bible here gives advice as how a person can enjoy a good, happy and fulfilling life. And it all starts in the mind. If your mind is filled with trash, your words, thoughts and actions will be trashy. If your mind is filled with good, wholesome things, you will become wholesome. We shouldn't kid ourselves about this. There is a correlation between what goes into our minds and what comes out of us. Just recently, I heard about a crime on the television news and the reporter commented that no details would be re released in order to prevent others from committing a copycat crime. The public media, therefore, acknowledges the principle I read to you from 1 Corinthians a few moments ago. There are no reliable statistics of how many robberies, murders, rapes and frauds have come about because someone saw something in a film or on television. But it is publicly acknowledged that what a person absorbs will affect what they produce. Susanna Wesley, the mother of Charles Wesley, one of the founders of Methodism, had this to say, Whatever weakens your reason, impairs the tenderness of your conscience, obscures your sense of God, decreases the strength and authority of your mind over your body, that thing is wrong, however innocent it may seem in itself. We'll have a short break now for a little while and we'll come back to the second half afterwards.
just before the break, I mentioned to you how that um, what people see and take into their minds is going to ultimately affect what comes out of them. And I read to you a quote from Susanna Wesley, who agreed that things that we take in that weaken us or spoil us, she says that is sin. You know, God's laws, which include the laws of health, are not arbitrary, but are designed by our Creator to enable us to enjoy life at its best. Satan, the enemy, wants to steal our health, our joy, our peace of mind, and ultimately to destroy us. Jesus said something about this, speaking about Satan in John 10.10. He said, The thief comes only to kill and steal and destroy. I have come that people may have life and have it to the full. I was talking with someone once who told me that you can't have fun at a party unless there's plenty of alcohol to drink. This is a popular notion, and it is false. You can have fun without alcohol, and without smutty jokes, and without filthy talk. You can have fun as a Christian, but the good thing is that in the end, there will be nothing to regret. Christians should not behave like the rest of the world. They should stand out by revealing an attractive and refreshing difference. The Apostle Paul hit the nail on the head when he wrote in, um, sorry, it's the Apostle Peter hit the nail on the head when he wrote in 1 Peter 3, 1 to 4, Instead of adorning the exterior, let believers concentrate on developing the hidden person of the heart with incorruptible ornaments of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. Yes, the Christian is willing to place restraints on his life, but he is also willing to fill his life with positives, things which we which build up rather than tear down. The Christian has no need to feel ashamed or embarrassed because he or she is a Christian. His or her lifestyle, their actions and words should be uplifting and they should stand out from the crowd. The Christian should be known as being honest, reliable, trustworthy, respectful and helpful. You know, there's no need to be ashamed about any of those things. Yes, the Christian should be, as it says in Matthew 5.13, an example to other people. 
Christians should be shapers of society rather than followers of what everyone else might do. A Chinese businessman said to me once, I can trust you because I know you're a Christian and you can trust me because my Buddha is watching. As he said this, he pointed to the wall where there was a little Buddha statue with an electric candle glowing next to it. I was happy that he he recognised that I as a Christian could be trusted. Jesus said something about this too. It is recorded in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, and from verse 13 to 16. He said, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything, except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. There is nothing worse than a Christian who does something wrong, something that is in opposition to the principles he is supposed to live by and uphold. A person, especially a Christian who lets the side down, so to speak, becomes a stumbling block rather than a stepping stone to help others. It's interesting to note what Muslims think about Christians. The Muslims generally do not hold Christians in high regard because of two main reasons. Firstly, because many Christians drink alcohol and also that many also eat pig meat. Both of those things are forbidden by Muslims. You know, Christianity is not something that is put on like a hat. Christianity is where a person is to live his Christian lifestyle 24 hours every day and seven days every week. The Christian lifestyle is response to salvation through Christ. The Christian desires to honour God and live as Jesus would live. Although some view the Christian lifestyle as a list of don'ts, we should rather see it as a series of positive principles active in the framework of salvation. At the beginning of this program, we were confronted with the idea of what constitutes a good life. We looked at the concept of what gives freedom and fun. The good life is not to be found in what possessions or money a person may have.
The good life is not to be found in a bottle or in a packet. The good life is not to be found in living without restraint. The good life is not to be found in sex, drugs, alcohol, entertainment, intemperate living or overdoing anything. The good life is not to be found in bombarding the senses with excesses. The good life is something much simpler, yet is much more profound. The good life, happiness and fun is to be found in a relationship with our God and in following the guidelines he laid out for us. To fear, that is to acknowledge God and keep his commandments, is the key to happiness. <clears throat> Some of you may be feeling that life has no meaning and is pointless. Perhaps you feel that the more you try to fill the longings and empty spaces, you feel that you're getting nowhere. You may be experiencing feelings of emptiness that just do not want to go away. If this is your experience, I feel sorry for you, but I want to point you in the direction where you will find happiness and fulfilment. Turn to God. Accept the substitution and sacrifice of Jesus. By turning your life over to him and following the guidelines as given in the word of God, you'll find peace, joy, meaning and fun. It's fun to be surprised what God can do in you and for you. But you have to be willing to let go and let God. Don't be afraid to say out loud to God, God, I'm not enjoying life much anymore. Please forgive me for what I've done wrong. Come into me, fill me with your spirit and do your work in me. I want peace and happiness. Please, God, I ask you this in Jesus' name. God wants you to be holy, healthy and happy. He wants you to enjoy your life. When you enjoy your life, it will be fun. I can recommend it. Well, that's about it for this program. I hope you'll join me again next week for another in the life-changing series, Give Me the Bible. In the meantime, I wish you happiness, peace and joy.